the wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Well, hello. I'm Katie Maloney, and you probably know me from a little show called Banner Bumber Rolls. I've been labeled all kinds of things, a bitch, a bully, and a mean girl. But there is so much more to a person than what you see on TV. Tune in every Friday as I talk to some of my friends and castmates, celebrities, comedians, medical professionals, and maybe some political figures. And by the time we're done, you're going to love me. Hey, bestie, it's Cami Crawford. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in every Friday for new episodes. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Happy, happy Friday. It is Relationship Friday and today's episode I'm so excited about because if you have heard the news this week, you know that Desi Perkins, who is our guest today, is pregnant with baby number two. I am so so freaking excited. And I'm even more excited that she joined us on this podcast. She doesn't do podcasts a lot. So like I was honored AF for her to even be here on top of the fact that she shared the news with us before it went live. So, you know, you hear it here first. This is an exclusive. And I'm just so excited for her and Steven and Ocean. Oh my God. We're going to talk about all things fertility today. And it's just even more special because for someone who has been through as much as she's been through. And if you know her story, then you know. If you don't know, then you're going to get to know a lot more about it today. But to see that she has had success after so many trials and tribulations is just such a beautiful and hopeful thing for all of us to hear, whether you are trying to become a mommy or, you know, maybe think that you might want to be one one day like me. I definitely want kids for sure. So just, you know, the hope is there. And we're keeping it alive this Friday. So I hope that you leave today's episode feeling grateful and hopeful and excited for Desi. Oh my God, I'm so happy. Okay, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to Relationship. It's your host, Cami Crawford, and I am here with the baddest bitch on YouTube and beyond. Entrepreneur and content creator, Desi Perkins. Hey. (laughs) Welcome. Sounds so good. No, first of all, 
the amount of things that you have accomplished and that you have done over the past, how long have you been a Girl, content over creator? Over a decade. Over yeah. a decade, and you have a sunglasses line mm -hmm. called Desi. Yes. Iconic. They're so cute. <laughs> I have you. like two pairs myself. Thank you. That I bought, by the way. Oh, when she's they came supportive. out. Oh, when they came out, I was like, do do do. Quick, I love that. Quick I love fire that. Before they sold out, obviously. <laughs> and then Desi Skin, yes. which is gorgeous. Thank you. What made you want to start those lines? Well, I started off in makeup. And obviously, I fell into a collaboration with a sunglass company. And I started designing frames. And I've always actually really been into designing mostly clothing. I mm -hmm. actually went to college and took courses. And I thought, you know, one day I'm going to be this fashion designer. And then I fell into makeup, which took me down a different path. But right. then I kind of found myself designing again for this eyewear brand. And it did so well. It just kind of took off. And I realized that I wanted this to be forever. Yeah. Not just, you know, a flash in the pan collaboration. I wanted it to be something I did for the rest of my life. So I went and started my own company. And here I am. And they're fly. Thank you. They're so fly. And honestly, even just like the social media like drops when they drop, I'm like, oh, shit. Let me get on my phone. There's like, <laughs> there's like a thrill with yes. every drop. It's exciting and also so much anxiety. I mean, I even feel it every time I do yeah. something. And then why skincare versus makeup? Because I feel like people would just assume that you would start a makeup line. You know, they would assume that. And I think a lot of people did at first assume. But to be quite honest, I think I've always been more glowy skin. Mm -hmm. Despite doing makeup, I still love the natural feel. I love how I feel without makeup. And I've always been really into skincare. And to be quite honest, I also thought the makeup industry was super saturated. Mm -hmm. And even though I loved it, I just didn't want to throw myself and, you know, unless I innovated, I didn't want to be there. Yeah. Like, I want to be in a space where I can try to bring new things to the table. And I just felt like with makeup, maybe that wasn't the vibe at the time. So yeah. And also all the beauty girls know that good makeup starts with the skin. Yeah, you got to take care <laughs> of the skin. I mean, I had really bad skin for a minute and I would hide it so much. And then I did this video where I showed how to cover my acne, but make it look still like your skin. Mm -hmm. And that video took off and it was one of my more vulnerable moments. And I think that taught me that there are so many people that relate to skin and have skin issues. So I really wanted to like target that head on. Yeah. Well, speaking of vulnerable moments, <laughs> if you've oh. read the title of the episode, yep. the title is all about fertility today. That's yeah. what we're talking about because you, the badass that you are <laughs> and the brave woman that you are, went on your YouTube channel where you normally talk about, you know, beauty, fashion, things that, you know, the girls love. But something that was very, very personal to you was your fertility journey. And we know now that you have Ocean, who is the cutest child I feel like I know him because of how much you post about him. He's such a little ham. He I love that kid. He's so cute. The fact that he brings you like your morning coffee with the flower every morning with Stephen, who's also here, by the way. Yep. We have to shout out to Stephen. Yeah. Shout out to Stephen for teaching him how to be a, a good little gentleman. Like, I'm ready to pop a baby out so that right. I can hook her up with Ocean. Hopefully this, is, this is why you have to find a good partner because exactly. that partner will your child will be a huge reflection of your partner. One yeah. Day. Uh, well, I just love because I know you know, influencers, content creators, like we talk about a lot of stuff on the internet, but it's very rare that we see someone talk about something that's so deep and at times dark that's going on in their lives. What made you want to share 
all of that on that series that you posted? I think I was really struggling and I just couldn't hide it anymore. I just felt that, you know, I couldn't be my authentic self because such a huge part of me was going through this really honestly depressing time in my life where I was trying to conceive for seven years and it was just I was putting my body through all these medications and I some that made me feel very depressed but then I was trying to be online and just be the person I was before I started this journey and Mm. try to keep people happy and positive and then one day I just felt like I was falling apart and I couldn't do it anymore and I just decided to talk about what was going on in my life, uh, despite it being taboo and people telling, you know, keeping hush hush about it. Yeah, it was crazy because the moment I started talking about it, even people in my circle and my family came forward and told me that they were also struggling with this, which is crazy that we live our lives every day with each other. We think we know each other, but then there's this thing that we're just not talking about. And to be honest, the minute I did that, I felt so much relief. Like I just felt like I could breathe and all of these women started coming forward and talking to me about this same situation that they were going through. Some stories even worse than mine. And mm. just, I just built this huge community of support. And in my effort to try and find, you know, just, I can't even explain it, but like it, in my effort to make myself feel better, people came forward and said that I made them feel better. So it's just mm. the support that you have when you start to speak up about vulnerable moments and know that everyone's kind of going through something similar, if not even worse. And it's just, you have all this sympathy and and it just, it changed everything for me when I started talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even for me, I've never been pregnant and I don't have any kids. So obviously I don't have kids. (laughs) Well, I mean, not obviously. In case anyone was wondering. Yeah, exactly. Not pregnant now. Hopefully we'll be pregnant in the future. But even for me watching it, it resonated with me because I feel like I have so many friends and even myself, like as a woman, you don't know that you can get pregnant until you get pregnant. And you don't know that you can give birth to a healthy baby until you've given birth to a healthy baby. Mm -hmm. And even after you do that, there's no guarantee that the next time you'll have the same amount of success or or whatever you may call it. So I just feel even when you posted that, I, I remember talking to some of my friends about it being like, why is this something that we don't talk about when it's something that's so common? Like, why is miscarriage or or fertility um, difficulty? Like, why is that something that we don't talk about openly? I have no idea. I feel like as women, we're, you know, society always wants us to be strong. And if we talk about weaknesses, like we can come off as complaining or I don't know, but I feel like we do suppress a lot of the things that we struggle with. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's a lot of different things that, you know, we have to go through and we just suck it up. And I just think that, I don't know, I think people could be embarrassed too, because I think at one point I even felt a little ashamed, like my body was failing me, that it wasn't doing the one thing that, you know, everyone tells you you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm it's what I really wanted. And so I did feel a little bit of shame every single time I had a pregnancy test and it said no. Yeah. You know, it's just to the point where I would stop telling Stephen I was taking the test because I just felt like I don't want to let him down again. You know, mm. it was really, it's really tough. So I think we start to keep it to ourselves, even from the people we love the most. And, and that's why I started making videos, not thinking anyone would see them, but I needed an outlet to 
kind of just cry and talk about what I was going through. And I was using my phone as a little bit of a diary for myself because I wasn't talking to people close to me. And like I said, at one point, I just kind of stopped talking to my husband about it too. And somehow it made it on the internet years later. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember thinking like, damn, all those times I had a scare. I thought I was having scares. Mm -hmm. And I'm over here. I can't even get pregnant. (laughs) You're like, I want to have a scare now. I was like, what? Like all this time, I thought it was just like, you know, so Mm -hmm. easy. And and it was actually the first time that Stephen and I decided to try. I did get pregnant. Mm -hmm. But then I miscarried. And it was such a hard time because me and my best friend got pregnant at the same time. And we were both so excited thinking that we're going to be pregnant together. I feel like that's such a dream that a lot of people have. Yeah. Yeah. And when I had a miscarriage, it was just like the hardest thing I ever had to deal with. And it was a really bad miscarriage. They had told me I had a mass and that I had to have surgery because it could be cancerous. And And it just felt like everything was tumbling down. And so my friend who was pregnant at the time, I remember she came and laid in bed with me every single day, didn't say a word after that happened. And it was just the best. Like she just came over and she would make me food. And she would just lay with me and we would just lay there and do nothing. But for all the years that I tried after, I always looked at her daughter and thought I would have a child your age. Mm, And mm -hmm. it just was a marker of the amount of years that I've been trying to have a baby. Mm. So it was a little tough. Child, tis the season. Allergy season, that is. I don't know about you, but I feel like every time I step outside of my door, as soon as I even, even if I crack a window open, I am hit with the pollen, the dander, the this, the that, all of the things that make me absolutely miserable and I need relief. But luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. And I don't have to suffer anymore because shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples because you know we need them, especially during times like this, okay? Unprecedented allergy times. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now, I have been reaching for Claritin D for as long as I can remember. It was actually the very first allergy pill that I had ever tried. And there's a reason for that. It really, really works and relieves your symptoms so quickly. As fast as you can even say the word pollen, Claritin D could work just as fast for you. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies at all? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, because I've I've talked to some friends who have had difficulties or still are having difficulties and they want to get pregnant and all of their friends or our friends have kids or, you know, are getting pregnant. It feels like they're getting pregnant just like that, like mm-hmm. at the blink of an eye, like, oh, there, there goes another one and it's hard like how do you or what would be your advice to women who are trying to get pregnant having difficulty being around people who are not having that same issue I think I don't I don't know if I would say I didn't feel jealousy I maybe felt like why is this not happening for me and that's I guess where I felt a little bit like my body was letting me down 
I never felt any negative feelings towards my friends. I was happy that they were having babies and because I could be a part of their lives. Mm-hmm. And it was great. But I guess in life, I just kept telling myself what will be will be. And whatever's meant for me is meant for me. And I think that if I would have had that baby when, you know, seven or however many years ago that I did get pregnant, my life might be completely different now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I would be in this position I am in now and the career that I have, which I would have never been able to even dream up in my wildest dreams. I had no idea I would end up here. But it was the first miscarriage that actually put me into a really bad depression. And I got myself out of that through doing my makeup every day. And I gave myself this goal. I said, you know what? I need to get out of bed. I'm going to do a look, a creative look just to make myself feel better every day. And I'm going to post it on this Instagram app. Mm. That's what was, you know, it was hot. Yeah. There's a new thing. Yeah. The (laughs) close up eye shots. And I would only do like one eye and then just take a close up picture of that one eye. Stephen would come home and I'd have one eye one way and the other eye another way. And I was like, I'm doing two pictures. (laughs) So I did that every day. I challenged myself and I said, you know what? I'm going to work my way out of this feeling. And, um, then all of a sudden my Instagram started blowing up and I started getting reposted by all these other huge crew. Like there wasn't very many huge creators, but mm-hmm. um, I got reposted. I started getting a ton of following and they were loving my work. I started getting all these jobs and then they were like, you should do a YouTube channel. And I was like, YouTube, I don't know how to do this thing, but I'll figure it out. So yeah. I started YouTube and it's just one thing led to another, which led to another. So I look back now and I think that wasn't my time Mm. and everyone has their own journey and your friend's journey is your friend's journey and yours will be whatever it is like you will find it. And and that's just the best advice I can give, because now looking back, I can see how, you know, everything worked out the way it should. To keep the New Year positivity going, Audible has created a destination for complete well-being that delivers inspiration, encouragement and actionable steps, no matter what your goals are. At audible.com slash well-being, Audible editors have curated a range of titles featuring experts in a wide range of self-care and self-development categories. From mastering your emotions and improving relationships to getting in shape and finding more success at work and at home. Among the listens are brand new titles from some of the most inspiring original voices in the genre, including best-selling self-help expert Mel Robbins, The Five Second Rules Start Here who returns with a new podcast called Here's Exactly What to Do. Coach Pamela has created Mastering the Skill of Reinvention, which can help you turn the life you dream into the life you live. Renowned music producer and performer Major, who offers major frequency, a revitalizing journey into the healing power of music. Listening opens up a world of opportunities for discovering insights wherever you are, And these titles can give you the confidence and the motivation you need to build the life you deserve. Make sure you go to audible.com slash well-being to check it out. Besties, spring is here. 7 p.m. sunsets are a thing again, and there is no better time for a fashion refresh. But whether you're looking to add something new to your closet or you have some spring events coming up or you're just feeling blah about your current wardrobe or finding your old reliables that just aren't fitting the way that they used to, I've got your solution. Let me put you on to Newly, a monthly clothing rental subscription. With Newly, you get your choice of any six styles that you want to rent each month. You choose whatever you want for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you, you know, handle your scandal. And you have access to thousands of styles from more than 300 brands. Everything from party dresses to premium denim and one-of-a-kind vintage pieces. 
newly stocked styles in a range of sizes from petite to plus sizes up to 5X plus maternity. They carry labels like For Love and Lemons, Love Shack Fancy, Lisa Says Ga, Free People, Anthropology, and more. And they have fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning. So there's no laundry for you to worry about. The option to buy whatever you love at a discount, sometimes 75% off. I mean, like the list goes on and on. And when it comes to your spring wardrobe, Newly has everything that you'll need to bring your closet up to speed for the new season. Stock up on new dresses for spring for any event, weddings, bridal showers, graduations, etc. without breaking the bank. Try all the new spring trends without feeling that fast fashion ick. Plus, it's sustainable. Newly lets you love fashion in the way that's kinder to the planet. Orders are shipped in recycled, recyclable, and reusable totes with no plastic packaging. And I love the fact that for my mommies out there, they have maternity and post-maternity clothes. So you can get everything from just popped to postpartum in style. Newly is already a great value at $88 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off of your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code CAMI20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y dot com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code CAMI20 and sign up to get $20 off of your first month. That's Newly, N-U-U-L-Y dot com with two U's, using code CAMI20 and get your Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes, change your life, and let's get back to the show. I also think about, because I, I remember seeing you, I don't know if it was in the fertility series or if it was just online talking about the comments that people leave about, I, I see it all the time. Like, even if I post something, like say I'm wearing a swimsuit and say I, I really have to pee, so my bladder is a little full. Right. God forbid. God, God forbid. forbid. <laughs> you have any, like, pooch of any sort. The comments are like, oh, you're pregnant. I knew it. Oh, my God. Like, how did you deal comments. with that? They're the worst comments. I don't know why people comment on anyone's body, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I think that's so insane yes. that we are still commenting on women's bodies because to be honest, we can never win. It's like you're too, you're too thin. You're too, you're not curvy enough. Oh, now you're, it's like, yeah. And then they wonder why we're all so messed up and, you know, editing photos mm -hmm. and doing work to ourselves. And it's just, it's just this cycle, like this it's terrible, but it was really hurtful for me. And the worst one was give that man a baby already. Like, shut up. Yeah. Somebody that, said that. Oh, all the time. Give that man a baby already. Like, like that made me feel even worse about myself. Oh, I want to fight. It's that I. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. And even after I've posted that, it's funny because people still talk to me about pregnancy now. Like, well, what are you doing? Baby number two? Like, are, are you pregnant? And it's funny because I even though I put everything out there and let people know, you know, don't comment on someone being pregnant. Yeah. Because if they're not, you're basically just saying in your eyes, they look a little chubby. Yeah. Which if a woman is pregnant, she's not going to respond to you in a comment if she hasn't announced it yet and be like, you know what? Yes. Yes. I am. That's yeah. how I want to announce my pregnancy to, to the you, world, to your comments. Your random ass. Do you really think that somebody is going to respond to you in that way? Yeah. I just... I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah, still to this day, I, I do get comments about pregnancy and now baby number two and all this stuff. And it's it, annoying. It is annoying. It's annoying because I feel like for someone who you have done so much in sharing things that other people would never share, you share your daily life every single day, but people feel like you owe it to them yeah. to give them that answer right. about whatever it may be. And like, I've talked about this, I think, before on the podcast about how 
you know, when you don't know what somebody's going through, you may be asking a question just feeling like, you know, not maliciously, but you're just like, oh, are you guys like, when are you guys going to, are you guys will have such cute babies or whatever, but you don't know what people are actually going through. So it really just makes more sense to just shut your fucking mouth. Right. Like think it, (laughs) tell your friends. Yeah. Tell your friends. Yeah. Talk to them about it. Like, yeah, I know a lot of times people are excited and Mm -hmm. they're really, they want to be happy for you and they want that for you. And, you know, there's some people that their heart doesn't come. It's not coming from a bad place. Mm -hmm. It's just etiquette. Yeah. It's etiquette at this point. Yes. Just don't talk about it, you know? Yeah. And also amongst women, too. Right. I I feel like sometimes women can, like, be the worst towards each Mm -hmm. other. And that's, that's the shitty part about it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember getting those comments and there were times where it would just break me. Like I was just on my last, you know, on my last leg and those comments, you know, or even recently after having Ocean, six months after having Ocean, I experienced another miscarriage and it was totally accident. I didn't know that I could even get pregnant at this point because I obviously went, I had to have IVF to have my son. Right. So six months I got pregnant again and I freaked out because I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. And at first I was scared. And then I got used to the idea and I got excited. Mm. And then I had another miscarriage and it was so awful. It's, it never gets easier. It's always wow. shitty. And, you know, still to get the comments of like, when's the next baby coming? And mm. It's annoying. You yeah. Know? I'm sorry to hear that that happened. Yeah. There's I mean, it's it's, in, it's insane how many women go through several miscarriages, yeah. several rounds of IVF. It's such a battle every single day. And I don't think people realize how hard it is to the point where at some some women just have to give up because you're putting your body through all of these drugs and pumping yourself with hormones Mm -hmm. and you can't be yourself. I I remember thinking like, if this doesn't work, I don't know if I can keep doing this. Like I'm exhausted. I want to live my life and feel like myself again, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm hmm. So when people leave those comments, when you're already feeling that way, it's just kind of. Yeah. Shitty. It's shit. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Did you ever feel a point because you documented your pregnancy with Ocean, but did you ever feel a point where you were like, I don't want to get my hopes up. Let me not get too excited about being pregnant. The whole time for at least up until I think 20 weeks is when I felt like I could breathe again. But it's really scary because you constantly think something's going to go wrong. And I think a lot of women, whether they've experienced that or not, feel that sense of, you know, it's scary. So I tried really, really hard and I tell and I and I try to give this advice to women now that get pregnant after having a miscarriage to live in the moment and just be happy for what's in front of you because you can't predict the future. You don't know what's going to happen and you're wasting these precious moments. You should be excited. Right. And if something bad happens, well, at least you're living in your moment. Always live in your moment and Mm -hmm. just be happy and be excited and do all those things because you worrying about it every day is is not going to change the outcome. Right. Yeah. And as much as I wanted to believe that, oh, well, it'll make it easier for me if I do miscarry because... I'm telling myself this, like in the back of your mind, you're really not though. You're planning everything. You're thinking about your nursery. You're doing yeah. all that stuff. So it's like, just try to enjoy the moment and the exciting news and 
You know? Yeah, because you deserve to have that moment. Yeah, you do. I was telling a friend this recently who's pregnant. I was just same thing. She was just like, oh, I don't want to get too excited. Like, oh, I guess, you know, we'll see. Blah, blah. I'm like, stop talking to yourself like that. Yeah. Because even though like I hate to even fucking be like, oh, manifest the good because like manifesting is going to get you pregnant or, you know, have a long term pregnancy that's that's healthy. No, not necessarily. But like there is something, I think, to just your mental health during mm-hmm. a time like that when so much is happening inside of your body of just believing that everything is going to work out and yeah. it's it's going to work out for you. But if every single day you're like, oh, this may not happen, it's like then you spent your entire pregnancy thinking that it wasn't going to happen. And then the baby's here now and you're like, oh, didn't think you were going to happen, but here <laughs> you are. You're here. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a form of protection. It's like, yeah. a, you know, it's just you're trying to protect yourself by saying that. It's almost mm-hmm. like when you go on camera and you're like, oh, excuse my hair. I know, I, it, you know, like yeah. you, you protect yourself because you know that what somebody might say. So you just put that wall up so that everyone doesn't have expectations. Mm-hmm. But your energy is important. So that's what it is. It's like, yeah, you're not going to manifest. Your body's going to do what it's going to do. And your energy every day is super important. And, you know, to anyone that goes through miscarriage now, I remember when I go through them, I felt, especially the first one, I felt my body failed me. And I thought to myself, why, why did this happen to me? But in reality, now I look at it as, you know what, my body didn't fail me. It's doing what it's supposed to do. And it wasn't a healthy pregnancy. Mm. And for some reason, it knew that and my body, you know, did what it needed to do. So I think changing my perspective in that way of just knowing it, something wasn't right. Yeah. Makes me feel better than feeling my body failed me. Yeah. Oh, I love that because that makes so much sense. And I think that a lot of a lot of us don't think of it in that way because the whole entire pregnancy just becomes about us. That Like you are the woman, you're the one carrying the baby. You should know how to do this. Mm-hmm. And once the baby comes, you should know how to take care of it. It should just be innate in you. Like, where's your maternal instinct? It should <laughs> kick in immediately. What do you mean postpartum? Like, right. there's so many. It's so crazy the way that we think about these things when it's like, actually, you're developing an entire human being inside of your body that's going to grow up and like go to college and like get married and have their own kids one day. This is a whole person. Everything changes. Everything within your body, everything within your mind, everything changes. Yeah. You're you're not going to be the same person after you give birth to a child. No, and I think that's important to go into knowing that mm-hmm. doesn't it's not a bad thing. It's just you you change, your perspective changes on right. life. It's it's crazy. Yeah. And I think when you have your first kid, that's the shock. Yeah. It's like the shock to your system, to your life, to everything. So yeah, you you change and you're also super hormonal and mm-hmm. your levels drop like a roller coaster just Yeah. I mean, I think about how I am on my period. I can't even imagine pushing Girl. a baby out Girl. and now I got to take care of you and me? Right. What? And you're swollen and you're just <laughs> Yes. Oh, it's a whole postpartum is a whole other thing. Yeah. That's a whole other thing, but I feel like the journey from trying to have a baby to then after and the postpartum was just like, give me a break. Yeah. Am I going to get a break? Well, I love when you talk about your your newfound baby hairs. Oh, God. We're going to get me started. Like, do we really need to lose our hair, too, on top of everything? And teeth. I have a friend who lost oh, teeth. Yeah. My teeth started, like, chipping and getting super weak in the front after having Ocean. And, and I just, my hair was falling out. And, it, girl. Y'all look beautiful during pregnancy, but I'm not going to lie. Some of the stuff y'all be sharing, I'm like, I don't know. Right. It's like you have to, though. You can't just show all the beautiful <laughs> yeah. stuff. It's, yeah. 
because then people are going to go into it thinking that it's all rainbows and butterflies. Right. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's stitches and hair loss and sore, cracked nipples. Oh, not the nipples. Girl. (laughs) Bleeding nipples, too. And you smell. What What smells? What smells? You have like really bad BO after giving birth and it's there for a while. And it's the reason you I had no idea. Okay, nobody told me this. No, no, no. So you your body gives off more BO so that your baby can find you easily. I can pick it up. I don't need it. Right. Well, we have a walk. Well, that's what (laughs) that's what happens. Like, so the baby knows where your the nipple is like. It's just uh, I had no idea. But I was like, what? (gasps) One day. What is that? Is that oh, me? It's me. Oh my god! It goes away, but like, how long does this I was last? Shook. I don't know. I feel like it. I think I don't. I only was able to breastfeed for a few months, so I remember it just lasting till then. Because once I stopped, I think that went away. But like, I was a stinky bitch for like a few months. I don't know? like that. Does I know that's not. There's a lot that no. I, I learned after, but yeah. <laughs> You're supposed we to be really are strong and- individuals. Why can't the body let off like a floral scent? Okay, you guys have heard me talk about ring concierge before, but since I got my little diamond chain ring, I've been acting different. I don't know. Things have changed. I have elevated. I feel so expensive. And it just, I don't know. It just adds something. It just adds something. I don't know what it is, but I can't take it off. Well, I'm going to talk about Ring Concierge again because it's worth it. So Ring Concierge is the ultimate luxury jeweler designed for women by women. It's a favorite amongst celebrities and influencers and myself. And it was founded by Nicole Wegman in an effort to change the way women and men buy engagement rings and jewelry. And we love this because it's International Women's Month. And, you know, why not support women? We support each other every single day. We need to support women-owned businesses and treat ourselves, right? And if you're looking to get engaged, their bespoke service is the very definition of the brand, Ring Concierge. Get it? You're going to get exactly what you want. But you also don't need to wait for anyone to buy you jewelry. You can treat yourself. And the best part is that you can keep building your collection. Whether it's stacking rings, bracelets, or necklaces, you can create your own stack style. You can find Ring Concierge on Instagram at Ring Concierge or on their website at ringconcierge.com. That's R-I-N-G. C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E dot C-O-M. Ringconcierge.com. Y'all, it has been a week, okay? Your girl deserves a drink. I think I deserve a drink. I think you deserve a drink. So I'm going to pour up a glass of my new favorite discovery, Freshly's Handcrafted Cocktails in a Can. Yeah, you heard me right. Handcrafted cocktails in a can. There's something about drinks that are in a can form that just spark joy for me. I don't know why, but I'm not talking about like those fake margaritas or whatever slightly shady drinks in a can you've been consuming since the pandemic. Okay, I'm not talking about those. Freshly is on a whole other level. I'm talking natural ingredients, premium liquors, elevated flavor combinations, and full-strength mixologist-approved cocktails. The whole idea for the brand was born out of this hilarious tweet that went viral during the height of the pandemic. How cool is that? I love it when, you know, the internet and real life merge. Plus, they're Black-owned, majority Black women-owned, to be exact. You know, we love that. That means they were created by and for people who look like me, who want a more elevated, ready-to-drink cocktail experience. Freshly is super thoughtful about the way they curate each flavor. The flavor I'm crushing on right now is Gidem, which is a blend of rum, blueberry, agave nectar, and a twist of lemongrass. Mm, makes me feel like I'm at brunch right now. 
Speaking of, should we book a brunch date, bestie? Let's let's get it on the calendar. Freshly was created for those who appreciate kickbacks, luxury, and an occasional risky text. If that's you, then head on over to Freshly.co. That's Freshly with a P-H and order a case delivered straight to your door. That's Freshly.co. And for a limited time, Freshly is giving all of my besties 10% off your first order with discount code hashtag Cami. That's hashtag K-A-M-I-E. So go ahead and order and have a cocktail experience for the culture. We have some questions from some people who wrote in. All right. That want your advice, of course. Okay. And I feel like there's no better person to give it to them than you because you've been through all of it, the good and the bad. So here goes the first one. Hi, Cami. I'm currently 28 years old and I have PCOS and I'm starting to think about my fertility. At what age do you consider egg freezing? Well... When I went in, my doctor was still telling me I was young and that was like early 30s. So he had mentioned to me like, look, I'm getting women pregnant at 41. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I, the the younger you are, the better to freeze your eggs. But I would say early 30s, I would feel, you know, especially if you're not wanting to feel the pressures and you just want to live your life. Yeah. And you can you have the privilege to be able to do that because it's expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's very expensive. It's not cheap, which is another topic. But if that's something you're looking into, I would probably say early 30s, 32. Yeah. 33, you're still you're still good, you know? So yeah. Don't stress it too much. You're st- 28 is still young. Yeah. And people make it seem like that's not and they start pressuring you at that age, but you're fine. Yeah. I think most of my friends who are egg freezing are in their early 30s, like under 35. Yeah, because I think after 35, they say it starts to drop every single year, Mm -hmm. your egg count. So, you know, in that first pocket would probably be a good time. Yeah, early 30s. Because I remember when I, which birthday was it that I had? I think it was my 28th birthday. I like immediately made an appointment at the OBGYN because I was like, I need to know my egg count. Right. And then why do people freak us out? I don't know. I don't know because I was like, okay, I got two years left or that's it. And then I go to the OBGYN and she was like, girl, right. Like you're fine. They really make you realize how old society makes like your 20s feel. Yeah. Especially your late 20s. Like, oh my God, isn't she like almost 30? Like, yeah. No, that's still very young. Yes. So don't let the pressures get to you. Yeah. It's crazy. Because it'll freak you out. Like it freaked me out. And I was just like, I, I, I need to freeze my eggs. Like, what am I doing? I'm, I, I don't know when I'm going to want to have kids. Yeah. And at the time I was in a relationship. Now I'm not. I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just right. like, when it happens. We just waste too much time panicking about time and our Way clock. Way too much. Way too much. Damn clock. It's exhausting. Fuck that clock. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. 
You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Okay, here's another one. I saw your post about fertility journeys and I'm glad you're covering this topic. I've been trying to conceive for four years. It's a tough journey and a very lonely one. My husband and I have made the decision to go forward with IVF this summer. We're both scared but hopeful at the same time that this will bring our family, that this will bring us the family we so desire. It's not really a question, but four years, that is a long time. And I'm sure that it was scary to finally decide to start IVF. What made you make that decision? Well, I put myself, like I went to go see a fertility specialist and we kind of mapped out a plan of what's the least invasive thing I can do first to my body and the cheapest Mm -hmm. and go up from there. So that whole timeline, I just was on drugs. Like they were giving me drugs. I take this, take that. And then I moved to after I did the, the first thing that didn't work. So then I did three IUIs, which is basically like a turkey basting. Oh, they uh-huh. just put it where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. And all three failed. And that was just so everything was a round of three. So I did three, three months, then three months, then like and then when that failed, I just the drugs that I was on at that moment were actually making me really depressed. So I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then we decided to do IVF because that was the last option. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just set out a plan and went that way. Yeah. And then I found I didn't think I would have to get to IVF. I thought, OK, we'll look at all these options before that. Yeah. But then I did and I had to do it. Yeah. But now I feel a sense of relief that I don't have to do that again because I did the process. Right. We have our embryos. They're all in like a little freezer now. Yeah. So, you know, it's just it's kind of great knowing that like I, I don't ever want to try to get pregnant naturally again because the trauma mm. for me of having a miscarriage and just I don't want to go through, especially the last time I said I just I have my embryos. I went through all that to get them. Right. Sometimes it sucks because like I would love that beautiful picture of surprising Stephen and being like, we're pregnant. And mm-hmm. I know I won't have that because everything is so clinical and planned and scheduled and you just you know but that's okay you give and take and once your baby's here you don't even care how they got here you're just so happy yeah like I Steven and I are obsessed I'm obsessed he's not my kid that kid gets so much love because he's the first grandson (laughs) too so I'm just he is so loved oh he's so freaking cute I'm sorry I just every time his little dimple is so cute his little hair oh curls Oh my God. He stole my curls too, by the way. I I had curly hair before I gave birth to him. And now it's not curly at all. He I just don't even know. He snatched them. He has them on his head. No, honestly, you're doing just fine. You look great. We want him for ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everything looks, for ocean. You know, he could have everything. He could have the best. Like he could take take it all. Yeah. Uh, that's such a beautiful story, though. I love I obviously love that it ended up, you know, turning out so well for you guys. It doesn't happen for everybody, though. And like, was there ever a moment where you considered other options like adoption or anything like that? Yeah, no, 100 percent. I think we talked about adopting and that being an option. And Mm -hmm. I think regardless, we would have had a family. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Yeah. I would. I mean, I still wouldn't even mind adopting. I mean, now that I realize how hard motherhood is. Yeah. I don't know how many kids I actually want now. (laughs) Yes. I love them. But like, yeah, I think I'm good at two. But no, we we definitely were. I've always thought about adopting, too. So, yeah, because once I think I mean, I always envision that if, you know, when I if I adopted that once we had our baby, like that baby's ours Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you just you just don't care how they got there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I also loved the fact that, you know, throughout this journey, you and Stephen created this beautiful garden while trying to conceive and like, you know, kind of almost like a distraction, would you say? Gardening is super therapeutic. I never, I just, anytime I had, well, let me start it this way. Our garden was super symbolic of my journey because anytime something really bad happened, like I got another failed pregnancy test, you know, another IUI failed. Steven and my dad were really huge at let's garden. Let's go to the garden center and pick up a bunch of roses and like plant, you know, all these flowers. My dad would come over and help. And it was just, it was really beautiful because they knew that would make me feel better. Mm -hmm. And so as, you know, my journey progressed, the garden got beautiful. And it was for me something I could control and life. Like I could see something grow and know that it was going to grow. And it just made me feel like I had a little bit of control. Yeah. And so that really like that garden is super special to me. And I always tell Stephen, if we ever moved, like I would just that's what I would miss is like, yeah, just that journey of the garden there. And now we're obsessed and now Ocean Gardens with us. Oh, he's so cute. I love him. I guess what would be your biggest piece of advice for anyone who's going through fertility difficulties right now on their journey, on their path, like best distractions or what's your best piece of advice? find something for yourself that you can control. For me, that was the garden. I think that saved me a lot of times. Mm. Something where when you're doing it, it takes you out of life and into a more creative space. You know, when you have a clear headspace, you're not thinking about anything else. That is something that I think you should do. Don't be so hard on yourself. It's it's, so many women actually are going through it. You have no idea. Don't be ashamed. You know, I just... And, and and talk to people about it if you feel comfortable. I just think it sets you free and makes you feel less ashamed because you realize how many other people are kind of going through it. Yeah. Um, and just tell yourself, I mean, I, the only thing I could say is what helped me is continuing to, con- continuing to tell myself what's meant for me is meant for me. You know, what's, it's not my time. It's not like something else. If this is not it, then something else. And just hold on to that because it's it can be really, really trying, yeah. you know, and I know that you could just feel like shit. So, yeah, that's my best advice. And what about as far as communicating with your partner? Because in my mind, Stephen is a perfect human being along with you. Like you guys are two perfect beings that create Don't a perfect baby. That. Sorry. Can't let him know. <laughs> right. True. Come on. No, 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 no. He ain't shit, girl. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> that's right. what you chose. Right. He picks right. flowers and that's gives what... you coffee every morning. Ew. <laughs> Gross. He, like <laughs> he's gonna how, be like he's gonna be like on the way home. Like I'm perfect. I'm the best. I'm perfect. How do you how do you go about communicating with your partner when you're going through difficult times? I mean, hopefully you have a really supportive partner who can just be there for you and 
I think it's really hard to find the right words to say to somebody going through this. Mm -hmm. So like I said, you know, just do things. If you are the partner that's trying to support, you know, your girlfriend, your wife, whatever, just do things that make her happy. You don't necessarily have to talk or try to put yourself in her feelings and mm. try to under, like think that you know what she's going through because it's so frustrating. And I remember being so angry because I just felt like you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know. And it, you you do feel a lot of anger just inside. And so I think trying to pretend like you understand may not be the, wasn't for me. And mm. so them him finding something for me to do, taking me, you know, to do the things that I love, just distracting me was the best, the best possible outcome that could have happened. Yeah. Be open with them and don't hold it in. Yeah. I held it in and I just don't know why for a little bit. Like, don't be ashamed. Don't feel like you're letting them down. You guys are in it together. Yeah. It should be a team. Agreed. Facts. Yeah. Bar. 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 Well, where can everybody find you? Thank you so much for coming on yeah, here. Of I course. feel like everyone wants to follow your life. If you want to see really Ocean's Life, if you want to watch Ocean's Life unfold. If you want to watch Ocean's Life and <laughs> my new baby's life in my belly right now. I knew something was up. <laughs> I knew something was happening. Did you? Just the way you guys are. Something was happening. Oh, my God. Yeah, nobody knows yet. <gasps> but by the time this comes out, I'm sure people will know. Yeah. So, oh my God! Congratulations! So yeah. Oh my God! I know she's shocked. I kind of snuck up on her. Okay, wait. One. I feel so honored <laughs> that you shared this information. I knew something. I said something's. Oh my God! Yeah, wait, when are you due? August. Yeah. August what? Twentieth. <gasps> Is he gonna be Leo? Leo or a uh, Virgo? Oh. <gasps> What's Ocean? Ocean is a Libra. What are you? I'm a Pisces. What's Steven? Taurus. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. So many questions. Well, that was like a rapid fire. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I know. Super exciting, right? Does Ocean We're know? super happy. He does. He kisses my belly. Oh! Yeah. He kisses my belly, and he he knows. This is a lot. I know. It's a lot. I kind of snuck it on. But, yeah, we're really excited. And after all of this, it's, like, a oh. really happy ending. Oh. We're we're super, we're super happy. And yeah, you can find us and follow our next journey on uh, Instagram at Desi Perkins. Everything Desi Perkins, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. It's it's easy that way. Are you going to do another YouTube journey of this one? Listen, so <laughs> Stephen and I keep talking about how this baby's going to be like, where's my YouTube journey? Right, right. And I'm just going to have to be like, listen, his journey is not your journey. Right. This is like a different, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of was your journey. Yeah. Because you also came from that journey. Yeah. So we have been like, we always film and document our life with, you know, even if we don't have intentions of sharing. So who knows? Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But it's it's probably not going to be a lead up like it was last time. Like I just, I kind of just want to announce, you know, sometime next week so I could stop hiding. Next week? Girl, there's, there's so <gasps> much baggy clothing. I just can't. I can't stay in the, I don't know but if you next look week. Fly. Maybe. Yeah, girl. I'm running out of stuff to wear. Like, my pants are unbuttoned right now. I couldn't, Stop. I couldn't even button them I didn't them up. even notice when you walked in here. You have, like, a whole bump? Yeah. I know. I know. Even my closest friends, the other night we went to dinner, and they know, but they they were like, oh, let's see the bump. And I showed it to them, and they're like, dang, you have all that under there? And I was like, yeah. 
But this time do you, you feel good. You feel- I feel great and I'm living in the moment and I'm not I haven't had one feeling of like, oh, maybe it's not going to work. I just I've been enjoying it and I, I, I put myself through it the first pregnancy and I have regrets of doing that mm. because, you know, I was so worried and I was like, I don't want to feel that way this time because whatever I feel, the outcome will always be what it's going to be. And, you know, the last time I got super, I was like anxious and teetering between unhappy and happy. And then, you know, something happened anyway. So why not just be happy and be excited? And yeah. Well, I'm so happy and I'm so excited. I'm so (laughs) honored that you shared this here. I know. Oh, it's a first. It's an exclusive. Ah! (laughs) Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you. Oh my Ocean. God. Now she's crying. Thank, <laughs> you. Thank you to the new baby who's going to be either Leo or Virgo. Ah, uh, this is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. You can catch a new episode of Relationship every single Friday. Make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss any of the action. And I want to hear from you. So please, if you love the show, leave us a review. But by review, you know I only need five stars only. And let us know what you think. Make sure you follow us on socials at Relationship on Instagram and at Pod on Twitter. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye, bestie.